Seekers, Tweakers, Thrill Freakin' Seekers, welcome back to another very freaking special freaking episode, a very, very freaking special episode of freaking Our Week in Review Emmy Edition on W-A-Y-O-L-P, freaking Rochester, Weakers and Tweakers. My name is Taylor the Sandman, freaking Lofton, and Jeez Louise, down on my knees. With me, as always, to my left is Sandy the Sandman, Fargus, and then bringing up the rear, we have Doug the Slug, freaking Jordan, all via freaking satellite in the sky, the great freaking satellite New York. Now, Jeez Louise, down on my freaking knees. This is also available on Apple freaking podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anybody freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel, start your freaking engines. This is our week of freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, it has been one week since we last spoke, and geez Louise, down on my knees, what a week it was. I see myself, weakers and tweakers, coming home in the future after a long day of work. But the home that I come to is just a house, empty, barren, a childless mother, and I am its aborted son. And in that home, I am restless, and I am weary, and I have no place to hang my head. For a home is not just a place to lay your hat, but it is a place to find yourself from within. Maybe play with yourself a little bit, and you got plenty of rooms to do. It's a big home someday in the big future of the wide expanse of the universe, and weakers and tweakers know best. But for weakers and tweakers that know me now, they know I have no home. I am transient. I live by the seat of my pants, Uyghurs and Tweakers, and I have never understood that more than I do today. Yes, I'm talking about the group home. They will not have me back. I have been banished. And I am growing tired, Uyghurs and Tweakers, of this instability wearing on me at every turn. I wanted to get that off my test, jeez Louise, test, chest, Jug, Jordan, Sandy, Farkas, God bless you both for being here, we love you, we're so freaking hot for you, and jeez Louise, thanks for being here on the show, as always. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you for the blessing. Yeah, thank you for the blessing. Uh, thank you for having us on the show, as always. Doug the Slug Jordan. How you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Yeah, well, I, I, I just thank you for the blessing, but uh, thank you again. Uh, uh, and uh, we don't have to talk about how I am. In fact, I'd prefer if you didn't ask me that every week, but you, you know, we, we all know how you are anyway, so I guess it, as a dick it doesn't really matter. As, yeah, okay. As the Dickens, I guess. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, week week was fine. Uh, uh, the last time we spoke, I think I talked about uh, a little altercation between me and and Larry Brown, uh, my restaurant uh, partner, over at the Ortego Grill. We were talking about how uh, you know I wanted barbecue and he wanted Southwestern, and and I you know I I came in there to to freaking cook barbecue. We ended up settling on like a 
a mashup of the two, like a barbecue Southwestern thing. So, so the cuisine conflict is now resolved is what you're saying. Yeah. The cuisine conflict is now resolved. Yes. And what is this going to look like? Last you described a burrito filled with barbecue and baked beans and the baked beans would be mashed, but they would still be made from baked beans or they'd be sweet. And I don't, that's all I am. That's the only thing that I've ascertained. Yeah, it'd be barbecued refried beans is something I'm trying to figure out uh, if I can make that uh, good. And yeah, like you said, like a burrito or maybe barbecue tacos. Yeah, that's two things. You mentioned them both last week, too. Barbecue nachos. Yeah, it hardly sounds like a freaking mashup. It sounds more like you were relegated to two teensy little spots on the freaking menu while freaking Larry Brown gets the rest of it. Well, I, they said nachos, too, so that's three. And then, you know, I got to figure yeah, out the rest. There was already freaking nachos on the menu. There's just, now I'm barbecue guessing, what, is it going to be barbecue? Chips and salsa. Okay. Yeah, but chips and salsa are Southwestern, which is what the restaurant was. And you were trying yeah, to bring in a Southern barbecue element to it, I believe. Yeah, but they'll, they'll it'll be barbecue-themed. How do you do barbecue-themed chips and salsa? You put the... Uh, the salsa has barbecue sauce in it, and maybe the chips have some sort of a uh, barbecue seasoning. Like barbecue potato chips? No, well, I mean the same sort of seasoning, but not like a barbecue potato chip, like a barbecue tortilla chip. And the salsa. That doesn't sound good. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work. But uh, just an idea. It's not actually on the menu. I'm also, oh, it's not even on the menu. No, that's good. That's good that it's not. It's good that nobody's committed to that yet. I mean, I'm brainstorming here a little bit for you. I'm thinking maybe like a, like a Mexican loaded mac and cheese. You know, you put some pico de gallo on it, and I, I don't know. Yeah, that could work. Something like that would work. Shrimp poppers or something. I this is not looking good, Doug. I, I said I'll figure it out. Well, figure it out you shall, and quick. Yeah. So you know, things at the restaurant overall are pretty good. You know, uh, you know, maybe we're also trying to to get some more uh, themed nights in there. Uh, right now, we currently have uh, Croce night, um, but maybe we're gonna try and switch things up a little bit and have a, a sort of a different theme night, like a like a rock and roll night one week and then it'll go back to Croce night and then a freaking Billy Joel night or something. So the next for week. Weakers and tweakers that may not know, Jim Croce is an American songwriter, a great American songwriter, wrote a song called a big bad Jim also wrote a song called don't mess around with Jim. All of his songs were about basically his alter ego where he's big bad man. And you shouldn't mess around with him. He, in fact, is not a, a big, bad man. I think if, if you've ever seen him, he's he's kind of a slender, small guy. He's got a really big mustache, though. So I guess that's the big, bad part about him. Yeah. Well, I always loved Croce Night. I felt like Croce Night was a great freaking time. Sandy, this Ant-Man Vargas, I'm sure, will agree. He got drunk at a many Croce Night. Every single one, I believe. Yeah. I'm, every single freaking Croce Night I've ever been to, um, I, did, I did get... Fairly freaking drunk. Yeah, I mean that you got um, the thing about the Croce night is, and and I and I, I love it, and it's great. You know, the the last time that 
there was one at the restaurant. It was just you guys, and then that guy, that one guy that shows up that plays the spoons. And so we're trying to, you know, maybe switch up, have a different theme night next week, and then we'll do Crouchy Night again, maybe uh, the next month or something like that. But just try and get some more people in the restaurant and the bar to make some more money. And, and, and you're you're saying you don't want the guy that plays the freaking spoons to come in anymore? Well, I don't even think he. The last time he was there, he even freaking ordered anything. I think he just got glasses of water. Yeah, he also forgot his spoons too. So he had to borrow a set. And then if I if I I believe if I if my eyes were not freaking deceiving me, I believe that he did leave with those freaking spoons too. So now he's costing yeah. you money, Doug Jordan, but he yeah. is sort of part of the charm, the quaint charm of that little restaurant that you now call the Ortego Grill that I always called freaking Larry Brown's Ortego Grill. You never called it Larry. Well, I guess you sometimes call it Larry Brown's Ortego Grill, but you always referred to it as the Ortego Grill before this. Well, geez Louise, down on my knees. I have a story to tell if you are done yammering. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done yammering. Yeah, I yield my time. Well, geez Louise, down on my knees. My week was fairly eventful. The first half of it was spent getting kicked out of the freaking group home, trying to come back, visit freaking the octagon, sit with him a while, help him shovel in that freaking mush into his mouth. The octagon, of course, is the aide who has been maybe permanently, but definitely temporarily disabled. He now has an eye patch because his eye was removed by Marvel Givens forcefully and without warning, I might add. And geez Louise down on my knees, he is now partially paralyzed and having to use a wheelchair. Half of his body has undergone some sort of syndrome. I don't know the name. I believe it is... I... I Groutzer... No, this... What is this syndrome called where it's a heavier face droops? Yeah, I believe I believe what you're freaking uh, referencing is actually called freaking uh, freaking Grouts syndrome. I believe if I'm well, it, I believe it's freaking Grouts. I, I believe thought it, it was. Yeah, I believe Bell. he is a he is a freak. Excuse me, what did you just say? I thought it was Bell Bell's palsy. I thought that's what happened. Um, well, um, I think he might got both of them. So, I think Grouts syndrome is a different thing. Well, he might have both of them. Is what I'm saying. He doesn't look well, and that's why I was trying to visit him, go back to my old stomping grounds, my old home where they used to take care of me. They wouldn't let me in, Doug Jordan, is what I've been trying to tell you, and I've been telling you since the beginning of this show. Now, I thought, this exile, this banishment can come from only one place. Evan freaking Dawson of WXXI Connections, who is waging a great war, a great radio war part two upon us. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees, I knew of only one solution. But that solution has not grown fruit. And that solution was called the Master of Regan Plan. And Sandy Fargus has, in, as far as I know, he decided we can't talk about it. And I have seen no Master Plan. I know it's there, but it's invisible. It's like when somebody says, oh, I have a best friend. And you say, oh, I'd love to meet him. And they go, well, they're make-believe. And you go, oh, well, that's not... Maybe another time, then, is sort of what I say. But, geez louise, I'm getting ahead of myself. The problem is that Marvel Givens is the only one who can solve my solution. So I sought out Marvel Givens and met with him. And Marvel Givens updated me 
on a great many things. He believes the Octagon will not press charges against that very violent act of attempted murder upon his head. And Marvel Givens is not worried in the slightest. And after I sat and listened to basically an hour and a half of him saying the same thing circuitously over and over and over again about how he's not worried and how the Octagon probably won't live very long and if he meets him in a long dark alley he'll take out his other eye, eventually I got a word in edgewise and I attempted to hire the great Snoop, the great freaking bounty hunter, to Snoop on Evan Dawson. And to my surprise, Marvel Givens would not, and I don't know why. His face went cold, and he stopped talking. And... He left it at that. I can't figure out why he won't do it. Any thoughts? Um... I'm basically, I mean, I basically have a freaking, you know, a freaking bevy of freaking thoughts about that. Um, obviously, my mind goes to a freaking dark place. Um, uh, part of me freaking worries that Dawson has already freaking sunk his fangs into the freaking uh, buttocks of freaking one freaking boisterous bounty hunter, uh, Marvel Givens, uh, and has freaking uh, sucked his freaking sucked it. Jeez, uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, his, put some of his freaking venom uh, into the freaking veins of uh, who, who I once believed to be one of the greatest freaking warriors uh, on our freaking side of this whole freaking radio war. But if he is unwilling to complete a freaking simple task uh, of, of, of freaking snooping or sleuthing or uh, and then, then then we may have a freaking uh, freaking issue on our freaking hands. Yeah. Oh, OK. Uh, is it possible that he just doesn't want to be a, a private investigator anymore after the whole the whole incident i should have interrupted you no it's in his blood he comes from a long line of private eyes and and bounty hunters and snoops and murderers and he runs the gamut in that department yeah he's a, he's a, has a wild uh, uh extensive freaking extended family uh of murderers uh and and he and that's just in his freaking blood doug i mean the man can't freaking do, do anything about that he was born a freaking murderer. He came from freaking the loins of freaking murderers before he, and he will freaking, if he ever he freaking reproduces, he will create another little tiny freaking murderer. What murderers has, what line of murderers has he come from? What, the why Givens, is this the first time the I've Givens ever heard family, the Doug, shut the hell up. It's come from the freaking Givens. His father was a Givens. Um, and yeah, no sh father was a Givens. It's his last name. Well... <laughs> He was Doug. A, look it up. Doug, he was a murderer. He murdered, honestly, the last I looked, and it was freaking semi freaking recently, the last time I did some freaking research. Maybe you should freaking try it sometime. Uh, and was that the, the, the legend freaking has it that the freaking, that, that given senior, I murdered over freaking a thousand different individuals. Uh, individuals. <clears throat> he was a murderer, Doug. Yeah, he always got away with it, too. So that's probably why you never heard of it, Doug Jordan. Yeah, that's so. How do you know that there's a thousand different murders if he's? I did freaking. I did the freaking research, and I and 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 I and well, seriously, we can't freaking waste a lot more time freaking uh, on the freaking subject on the freaking radio. We have a freaking show to do. But if you have some freaking time, why don't you go ahead and freaking do some freaking research of your freaking own? You'll find out that Givens is there's it's just a freaking family of freaking murderers, and the freaking and the freaking patriarch of the family killed 
upwards of freaking five thousand freaking individuals. Yeah, easy. Or it was a thousand a second ago. Now it's five thousand. Jordan, it's because we're adding them up. So yeah, we get the number gets bigger when you keep talking. So uh, we do have a very important Emmy special at the end of the show. So. If we can continue to move on, I need to ask Sandy about his week. Sandy, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, yeah, I was doing, I was, if I'm being freaking honest with you, I was doing freaking very, very freaking well up until um, I, I feel like I was being freaking attacked by uh, freaking Slug Jordan over here. Uh, what were the other questions? Oh, yes, I'm freaking as a freaking Dickens. I'm freaking drunk. Um, and thank you for the freaking blessing. I, I very much freaking appreciate that. Yeah. And how was your week? Oh, uh, yeah. My freaking week was, um, well, let's see. Um, uh, um, I guess the only thing that I have to freaking report on would be um, sort of a sort of a, a new freaking business venture that I'm, I'm going into. Uh, I I went ahead and freaking and drawn up a freaking uh, sort of a freaking website. Um, um, I guess I'm going to be trying to do some sort of um, DJ freaking gigs, maybe um, mostly freaking weddings, but maybe, you know, like freaking events like the one, um, the Labor Day event, um, maybe some freaking sporting events, maybe some freaking retirement parties, just just sort of uh, being a, uh, um, just sort of a, uh, a DJ, uh, a freaking liaison, uh, freaking liaison of, 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 of events or freaking parties. Uh, who freaking plays music? Maybe freaking cracks a couple of jokes. Maybe cracks up, open a couple of freaking bottles of freaking brown. Um, and you know, yeah. So, uh, I guess that's that's what I did. What is so you're gonna be a party DJ? I mean, I you know, I'm. We'll see. We'll see if uh, I'm gonna put the freaking feelers out. We're gonna see if anybody freaking bites. Uh, but yeah, I guess that would be the idea. You know, it's uh, yeah. I'm. I think that that might be the idea right currently. Do you have a co-host for your show? Uh, nope. Uh, it's just gonna be it's just gonna be sort of a uh, me going up there with some freaking records and a freaking microphone, and it's just gonna be um, you know they don't they don't really want to hear you freaking talk too much. It's it's really just gonna be get get in there and get out, you know. And uh, yeah. So nobody's gonna be helping you with this at all, and you don't need I, any help. I don't need a, I wouldn't. I don't need any any freaking help. Uh, well. I mean, I, I guess I, I needed a little bit of freaking capital to get this uh, freaking thing started, and uh, I was very fortunate enough to um, well, be bequeathed a freaking small freaking loan. Who gave you the money? Uh, yeah, well, I um, I wasn't I, mean, I wasn't gonna freaking air this, you know, and, and uh, yeah, because it's I mean, it's just it's so freaking preliminary at this point. But uh, uh yeah, I was uh, I was bequeathed a freaking small loan from um. um from um, Mrs. Regan Doug Jordan, uh, if I'm if I'm being freaking honest with you. What? You're kidding. She didn't freaking wow. That's freaking news to me, Doug. Uh, yeah, she was she was freaking kind enough to um, you know we got to talking. She obviously she was at the freaking the Labor Day freaking event, uh, and she got to talking to me the other night, and she said, you know, I, th- I thought it was, you were very, you know, I thought I thought maybe this maybe you were considered maybe freaking going to this freaking business. I said, um, you know, maybe from time to time, maybe you know, and and um, yeah, she was kind enough to um, to freaking write me a freaking check right then and there. What did you even get? What did it, what did you even need the money for? What did you buy? 
freaking, I mean, just freaking, I mean, freaking, uh, don't freaking internet, freaking websites, Doug, are not freaking free. Um, so I put a little bit in that. Um, maybe some freaking equipment. Um, freaking PA I mean, system. Maybe some equipment. Or did you buy equipment or did you not buy equipment? I'm looking into freaking buying some freaking equipment, Doug. I'm just trying to make sure I can, I'm getting I'm getting the most freaking bang for my buck over here. How much money did she freaking give you? Well, Doug, we really shouldn't be freaking. I mean, we really shouldn't be freaking discussing this. Um, it was a freaking modest freaking loan. It was a it was a decent, it was a modest freaking freaking loan. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I'm just. Uh, this is the first I've heard about this, so I don't really know what to, what to say. Yeah. Well. You know. Well. Go ahead and freaking thank her uh, so much for for the freaking um, for the ten freaking G's um, and and send her my freaking blessings. Obviously, I'll be freaking blessing her. Uh, I'll be blessing her this evening, um, as well as freaking blessing myself. Um, I will be freaking blessing myself. I can. I can promise you that. What? Well, okay. Yeah. We can talk about this later then. Yeah, oh, ten, big, ten freaking big freaking fat ones. Can you believe that? Yeah, you keep saying the number over and over again. Ten freaking, ten freaking, man. I'm talking about ten thousand freaking dollars. I don't get it, Doug Jordan. You seem like cat got your tongue all of a sudden. I, this is a celebratory occasion. This man is starting a new business, something that you have never yourself done. You've only well, joined other businesses, slightly changed the model. Starting a business from scratch is not easy, Doug Jordan. I mean, yeah, you started, I mean, you, you, you hopped onto a freaking uh, business like a, like a garbage man with a freaking garbage trucks beating down the road. And, uh, and you were freaking, and you freaking implemented the, the freaking, the slightest of freaking changes. I mean, wait, why, wait, I mean, hold on real set. Why would a garbage man hop on the garbage truck while the garbage truck is going down the road? Wouldn't the garbage man already be on the garbage truck? No, not necessarily. What the hell are you, the hell are you freaking talking about? The garbage man, he rides on the garbage truck down the road. Well, maybe he's from a different truck, but he's got to get back home. So yeah. he hopped onto a different garbage truck? Well, they all go to the dump, Doug Jordan, don't they? I, I mean, do they? You you used to work at the dump, but I, is this something that they do? He was, not allowed, he was not allowed to be involved with the freaking garbage trucks at all. Yeah, I was just a dump boy. Okay, well, getting back to the $10,000, uh, you know, I, I just hope that you follow through. Is there any sort of plan to pay her back? I mean, when is the business going to be fruitful? Have you um, booked a gig yet? Is their website up and running? Can I can I see the website? Website, freaking take time, first of all. Um, second of all, I don't appreciate your freaking tone. Um, well, I'm trying to freaking do it, Doug. If you freaking must know, I'm trying to freaking figure it out. Then what do you and need the money for? Why do I need the freaking Doug? You can't just. I mean, I know you don't know anything about freaking computers or 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 or, or what have you, or, or hardly freaking anything. If I'm being freaking honest, but you you can't freaking just just freaking won't well, willy nilly put a freaking site on the freaking World Wide Web, Doug. You, you gotta. It takes freaking capital. It takes freaking. It takes the freaking big bucks. And luckily enough, your wife freaking all willy nilly gave me freaking ten freaking G's. Out of the freaking kindness of her heart. Did you ask her for it, or did she just come up to you and say, "Here's ten thousand dollars"? Doug, I was drunk. I don't remember how it freaking happened. Yeah, you asked for it. I doubt uh, he asked for it. He's never asked me for more than a. He's never asked me for more than twenty dollars at a time. He never asked me for ten thousand. I would have gladly given it to him. So, if I had it, of course, obviously, it's not about it's not about the money, Doug Jordan. It's about love. 
And it is about getting into the rest of the show. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our weeks, news, and discussions. If you want to call in, join the conversation, call 513 914 6201. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. You might get put on blast, but you also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Lee's famous member of the royal family, Princess Beatrice, welcomed her first child with husband, Edward Dord. Mapelli Mazi, according to E Online. Buckingham Palace announced the safe arrival of Beatrice's daughter, who was born at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital over the weekend. Weighing in at six pounds, two ounces, the latest member of the royal family, quote, delighted Queen Elizabeth, according to a press release. Quote, the family would like to thank all the staff at the hospital for their wonderful care, the statement said. Her Royal Highness and her child are both doing well, and the couple are looking forward to introducing their daughter to her big brother, Christopher Wolfe. Mozzie, who had married Beatrice a year ago in July, shares a son, Christopher, with former fiancé and architect Dara Kar-Huang. Jeez Louise. Beatrice is daughter of disgraced Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, a new royal baby arrives. And it reminds me of a story because I, if this is similar to the story that I know, shortly after the arrival of this baby, the birth of Jordan, Three wise men, very wise old men, very, very old, looking older than they should be able to walk this distance that they travel, will walk through the sand, and very dirty in rags. They look, they look like homeless bums, Doug Jordan, is what I'm trying to get asked. And they will have strange items with them that have no relevance to our time at all. These archaic items, frankincense and myrrh. I don't know what the third thing is. And, oh, uh, that's gold. Well, geez Louise, down on my knees. I'm sure they have more frankincense and myrrh than they do have gold, let me say that. And they will glom onto this child and it, the child will never forget this moment. This will kind of be built into them, traumatically built in. And it will affect their life for the rest of their lives and they'll make some wacky decisions. What? Where? Where did? Wh- what exact? Why are you talking about the three wise men here when the story was about freaking Prince Princess Beatrice's baby? Because it's a royal child. It's royal. Like Jesus is royal. Yeah, but freaking Jesus was born in a freaking manger. Yeah, I know. It said in the copy that this baby was born in two hospitals. Doesn't make any sense. Chelsea and Westminster Hospital, I think that there's something going on here. I think they might be conjoined twins, and they've separated them, and one of them's going to be raised as as like a poor person, raised by these three wise men bums, and the other's going to be raised, you know, very uh, royally. Like yeah. a parent trap. Oh, I, I saw a freaking movie like that also called uh, the freaking Star War, where a freaking... Um Freaking uh, one of them is freaking is a, when they separate them and they freaking uh, when they separate the two freaking babies, um, they one of them becomes a freaking princess and the other one, I'm, I'm quite frankly, um, is a freaking bum. Uh, lives in a freaking 
basically lives in a freaking uh, freaking tree stump. His best friend is a little freaking green dog uh, who talks freaking backwards. Um, it's, I mean, and, and he's pretty freaking miserable. And all he does is freaking complain uh, because they never have all the freaking power converters that he freaking needs. Yeah. And I believe, if I remember freaking correctly, I believe the freaking movie ends with him freaking offing himself. Yeah. Sure does. And it is hilarious. It's a comedy at the end, but the rest of the movie yeah. is very dark and serious. Till he yeah. offs himself when everybody realizes all that built up tension just comes out in laughter. Yeah. There's a freaking hilarious freaking character in that movie, freaking by the name of freaking Mace Windu. Um, I don't remember anything about it, but what a freaking hilarious, what a freaking hilarious freaking guy. Uh, lightsaber, Doug Jordan, of course. Yeah. So. Chancellor freaking Dooku is there as well. Yeah, it is. Those movies are something. I'll tell you what. I never seen anything like them. Never quite like yeah. it. So. It's like a, just a room full of people being like, "Hey, anything you freaking want? Let's just let's just say everything that that we want in this, and we're gonna freaking throw it on the freaking wall and see if it freaking sticks." There's a freaking man with a freaking fish face. Um, there's a freaking there's a freaking they they got a freaking elephant freaking playing a saxophone. And you should see this big fat freaking uh, giant freaking fat disgusting alien freaking covered in freaking puke, and he has his boyfriend is a little freaking muppet rat uh, lives in his tail. Um, Maybe even lives in his up his freaking rear end because he freaking only po pops out every once in a while to to freaking to cackle and then he goes right freaking back into a freaking hole in them. Yeah. And if you haven't freaking seen it, Weavers and Tweakers, you gotta freaking check out the freaking Star Wars. Um, freaking absolutely freaking hilarious. Yeah, movie. we can't tell you to see it, but if you do, God bless you for trying. The next story. Last week, an Oklahoma man was arrested for allegedly pooping on a bag of frozen pizza rolls before covering the brown mess up with another bag of pizza rolls and placing it back in the freezer, according to the Huffington Post. Shirley Wright Johnson was surely upset and disturbed when she picked up a bag of pizza rolls at her local Moore, Oklahoma grocery store. Quote, I grabbed the bag. I felt something smushy on the bag, so I turned it over and there it was, she said. I was upset. I was disgusted. I feel like I was violated. Although Wright Johnson attempted to scrub the mess from her hands and her mind, she realized she failed at both on the ride home. All the way home, my kids were still like, Mom, I can smell it. I can smell it. I'm like, I smell it too, baby, she said. It's just disgusting. The authorities said they will not release the name of the man until formal charges are filed. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. This is absolutely freaking hilarious. And I want to send this over to freaking resident expert freaking Doug Jordan. Yeah, I'm the expert of touching poop in the grocery you're store. You're on a radio accident. show and you're an expert of trying to speak. So say something about this hilarious thing. Okay. You can, you can choose for it to, to speak, whether it be about the freaking feces or whether it be about freaking pizza rolls. What favorite kind of freaking pizza rolls you like? What favorite kind of freaking flavor you enjoy? I mean, I don't, at this point in the freaking game, I don't know why we need to be freaking telling you how to freaking be on the freaking radio. I'm just shocked that I'm, that you would call me the expert. I don't know what I'm the, the bag expert of. Of pizza rolls was covered in shit, Doug. Yeah, I wouldn't eat those pizza rolls. Well, it was just the bag. You're not going to eat the bag. You could still buy the bag. Once it freezes and crusts on there, I'm sure you could just scrape it off. You can just freaking chip it off. They're safely right, sealed. As long as you push on the bag on both sides and make sure that basically the bag is still has its own air inside of it, that's a sealed bag. And those are safe to yeah. eat, trust me. 
The only thing that you have to freaking worry about is once you and don't freaking interrupt me. The only thing that you have to freaking worry about is once you open the freaking bag. If there is freaking more freaking feces within the freaking bag, then there's a freaking issue. Yeah, then you've been tricked. Then you've been tricked, Doug Jordan. And the and then the thing is, you the worst you might get the bag open and discover that there is no feces in the bag. You think these are delicious to eat. I'll pop them in the microwave. I'll have them ready in 10 minutes. Yep. You wait for them to cool. You sit down in front of your television with your favorite television show, and you bite it open, and guess what's inside of each pizza roll? Poop. Guess what's inside, Doug? Yeah, poop. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've really been tricked. The, I'm sorry, the feces. Yeah, there's feces in it. And every single, and then you go, and then you go, oh, geez, Louise, I can't believe that. And you go, well, I, I hope the freaking next one doesn't have any freaking feces in it. So you reach into and the I freaking bowl, you put them in, the, yeah, yep. and I keep beating Take a yeah. bite, and you go, geez, Louise, this one has freaking feces in it also. And you and go, I, well, I, you know, I'm going to be freaking one. really upset if every single one of these has freaking feces in them, but and then damn, I have I'm another not going to eat another one. And yeah. you know, behold. Eventually, you're sitting, there, you're sitting there with a belly full of feces. You're going, how many times is this guy going to get me? Yeah. And then and then you sit there and there's one freaking there's one freaking pizza roll left in the freaking plate, and you think to yourself, well, there's no there's I mean, I'm not gonna eat this one because I bet there's freaking feces in it. And then someone strikes you in your freaking mind, and you think, well, but what if there's what if it's a regular freaking pizza roll? I should probably freaking try. Guess what? I eat and then you go, but you think, and yeah. then I and I think maybe well, let me check the empty bag, and I go and I reach my hand in the bag, and, and all of a sudden there's just a freaking uh, frozen turd in there, and I said, oh well, I guess this 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 can't possibly be that. It's just obviously a pizza roll, and I freaking eat the turd. No, you well, squeeze that. it first to see what's inside, and it squeezes open, shoots right in your eye. You get pink eye from that one. See, Doug Jordan, that is how it's done. That's freaking radio for you. Last week, a farmer in Britain reported to have harvested 839 cherry tomatoes from a single stem, according to UPI. Douglas wow. Smith... Douglas Smith of Stansted Abbots, England, broke the Guinness World Record for cherry tomatoes on a single stem by nearly double. The previous record of 448 cherry tomatoes was set by Graham Trantner in 2010. According to Smith, he was careful to document the plant harvesting process in accordance with the Guinness World Record rulebook. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. This guy got a lot of tomatoes on his hands, and God bless him for doing so. He must have a green thumb, or maybe a red thumb, Doug Jordan. Because the, the tomatoes are usually green, and then they turn red. Is that true? I, I, didn't, I had no idea. Yeah, they turn red as they ripen. They start out so. green? Well, I think what well, I think what Doug is freaking confused about is that's a freaking movie called a Fried Green uh, Fried Green Tomatoes, um, which is a hilarious movie about three freaking women who all work at a freaking pizza uh, pizza parlor and freaking Mystic um, Mystic, I believe it's called Mystic freaking Pizzeria, starring yeah. Julia Roberts. Right. Yeah, well, that's a good movie. Yeah, Mystic Pizza. Mystic. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's Mystic Pizza, and in that movie. I'm, what they is it? They eat fried green tomatoes. They eat free fried green tomatoes. And well, all, the movie there is also a movie called Fried Green Tomatoes. And they all get They're sick. They're not the same freaking movie. No, those are two different movies. I don't think so. But yeah. I think they both star Julia Roberts. Well, God mm -hmm. bless her. I don't know what else we can say about this farmer. I mean, God bless him and his bountiful harvest. I, I'm sure he'll need it in Britain because he'll have to give it as some sort of penance to the freaking new royal baby. I have to lay yeah. the whole sprig of tomatoes right at at the baby's feet. The baby doesn't even know what a cherry tomato is. Just wants milk, Doug Jordan. 
Okay, I looked it up. Fried Green Tomatoes is a 1991 American comedy drama film directed by Joan Avnet and based on Fanny Flagg's 1987 novel Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Uh, starring, uh, oh, so it's not Julia Roberts. But the film tells the story of a housewife who, unhappy with her life, befriends an elderly lady in a nursing home and is enthralled by the tales she tells people she used to know. Yeah, I never saw that. That sounds yeah, it sounds boring. It sounds like the most freaking boring movie I've ever, I've ever heard of. Yeah, it doesn't sound funny to me. It's like a female version of my dinner with Andre or my lunch with Andre. The sequel, Breakfast with Andre, or whatever that breakfast, breakfast Breakfast at Andre's. Yeah, that one is not good. That's the sequel after dinner. Yeah. Breakfast? No, it goes yeah. down. It's descending order. Last week, packaged pastry giant Hostess released a line of spooky-themed snack cakes just in time for the Halloween season, according to Brand Eating. The Halloween lineup features scary updates to dessert classics, including Hostess cupcakes, ding-dongs, and Twinkies. Although most of the dessert snacks consist of the classic recipes, they do feature updated colors and packaging. Hostess cupcakes have been transformed into scary cakes with scream filling and feature the same filling but but with orange colored icing and a chocolate icing squiggle. Ghost white ding-dongs feature a golden cake covered in white fudge with scream filling which are similar to their white fudge ding-dongs but feature spooky packaging and finally spooky twinkies feature chocolate sponge cake with scream filling based on the chocolate cake twinkies these Halloween treats feature a ghastly ghoul-themed box. All the new Halloween themes items can be found nationwide through October 31st while supplies last. Doug Jordan, take it to the sports desk. Okay. Um, hello. Hello, my, I'm Doug Jordan, and this is the, the, the sports desk. Uh, so the hostess... Uh, I have a story about um, Halloween-flavored hostess, actually. Uh, once when I was younger, uh, I was going to a Buffalo Bills uh, football game, and uh, I didn't. I had. I was getting picked up, and I didn't have anything for breakfast. And all, all I had in my in my pantry was a Halloween-themed uh, hostess. Wait, why cupcake. were you wearing panties? No, I said I went into the pantry. Oh. And uh, all I had in the in the cupboard was a uh, was a hostess. Halloween cupcake and it had purple filling and uh, on the on the car ride there to Buffalo from Rochester about an hour and a half I uh, I got sick and I freaking threw up all over the car and it was purple throw up everywhere and that was the last time I had a, a Halloween themed hostess cupcake I was hoping you'd say something about the ding dongs I the ghost white ding dongs Sandy Fargus help me please uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was playing with my own freaking Gus White Ding Dong just a little while ago. You know, you freaking mean. Did you get to the cream filling? Yeah. The scream no, filling. The three, uh, well, yeah, my, yeah. I, that's, that's how it's done, freaking Doug. It's really not all that freaking difficult. It's not freaking rocket science. You know, there are, there are actually freaking people. Doug, who freaking build freaking rockets and send people into freaking outer space. You realize that, right? So I tell a story, and literally all you had to say was, well, I was just playing with my freaking ghost white ding-dong, and that's freaking better radio than me just telling a story about my own freaking life. 
First of all, you told a story about being a child wandering around in your freaking panties, um, freaking rooting around, freaking stealing snacks, and then freaking, and then like, you threw up all over your freaking self. I obviously threw you up got, all over the car. It you got like, sick because you were keeping the Twinkie in your panties, probably in the back end. It wasn't yeah, the Twinkie's fault. I got sick because I was keeping a Twinkie in my panties. That's why I got in my rear end. That's exactly that's why I threw up. Oh, you're right. I, how how did I forget that? Well, you can't eat the freaking Twinkie after you've kept it in your rear end. I didn't the eat the freaking. I didn't freaking. leave a Twinkie in my rear end. And I didn't eat it. I told a story about how I had a hol- it, This is about Halloween themed hostess, and I had a freaking Halloween themed hostess, and I freaking threw it up. Not because I I freaking put a Twinkie in my rear end and then I freaking ate it. Not because I ate a freaking pizza roll full of poop. Well, nobody said nobody said you ate the freaking pizza roll full of poop. We just wondered how many you would end up eating and how I mean, hilarious it would be. The whole freaking bag. Whole freaking bag. Yeah, yeah, the story was the whole bag. Yeah, the whole bag. Last week, a Texas lawyer was cited for disorderly conduct for dressing up as a mass murderer, Michael Myers, from the Halloween films and going for a walk on the beach, according to Huffington Post. Attorney Mark Metzger III of Galveston was arrested after authorities were notified that a man dressed in suspicious clothing and carrying what looked like a bloody knife was walking along the shore. According to authorities, a storm was approaching land at the time. Sergeant Stacy Papillion said that officers realized that the knife and blood were fake after placing Metzger in handcuffs. According to Metzger, his beach walk stunt was supposed to add a, quote, little bit of positivity in the gloomy doom. Quote, I felt like a scene out of Scooby-Doo after they handcuffed me and pulled the mask off like I would have gotten away with it if I wasn't one of those meddling Karens, you know, he told KTRK. I guess there's some people out there that don't have a sense of humor or, you know, can't please them all. So, geez Louise, down on my knees. If you're going to dress up as freaking Mike Myers, go as Fat Bastard, obviously. Obvious choice. Yeah. From Austin Powers movies. But this guy does have his mind in the right place. Doug Jordan, Sandy Vargas. What, Doug? I didn't know that there was going to be a a Scooby-Doo movie with Mike Myers. Was he playing what villain or if he's going to be if he's going to be in freaking I'm I'm assuming he's playing freaking everybody. Yeah. Yeah, as is freaking typical from a freaking Mike Myers freaking film, uh, he's going to be freaking playing freaking everyone and the freaking bad guy. Man, man, he's probably, I think he's going to freaking play the freaking dog as well. And Austin Powers will show up too. It's kind of a mashup. Yeah. And then at the end, when they catch the guy, they just keep pulling masks off. It's just, there's just more masks, Doug Jordan. There's a Mike they Myers the mask. And- there he is. And now and then he's freaking fat bastard and pull it off. Guess who? Freaking Dr. Freaking Evil. Freaking pull off another one. Guess who? Freaking Gold Member. Shrek. Shrek. Gold Member. Or freaking Wayne, Doug Jordan. He could be Wayne again. But okay, what if he pulled off a mask and it was the freaking mask from the mask? Sure, why not? Freaking throw it in there. Jim yeah. Carrey, just as a little. Yeah. Sort of, as an homage, yeah. I mean, that's one of the that's that was one of the freaking greatest freaking Hollywood freaking missed opportunities. Uh, you know, you got freaking. I mean, you got these two freaking comedy freaking legends. You got freaking Jim Carrey and you got freaking freaking big fat bastard freaking Mike Myers himself. Why did we not freaking put two of these freaking morons in a movie together? Uh, and they could be freaking they could freaking drool and freaking bang their heads on the freaking wall. And well, I would have watched it for freaking five freaking hours. 
That would be a waggy time, I'll tell you that. That's a good idea. Maybe we could get a little contract written up or something like that between the two. At least start working on a screenplay. Yeah, at the very least, we should, we've got to, we should at least write it up. We don't want to approach them with nothing to, nothing to show. Weakers, tweakers, thrill seekers, this has been another great freaking hilarious episode. But before we leave you, we have one great shining segment to get to. Our week's sight unseen Emmy edition. With celebrities coming out to celebrate in droves, we oogle and ogle to get a glimpse of their clothes. Because the most beautiful and bright stars that we see are the stars that shine brightest when we turn on TV. But we here at Our Week in Review live busy lives as we know you do too. So for those who've missed the greatest event on screen, we bring you our special Emmy edition of Sight Unseen. So, cheese Louise down on my knees. Everybody knows how Sight Unseen works. It's two freaking movies, but in this case, so's. We're going to compare them, contrast them, tell you what the event was like, and cheese Louise down on my knees, tell you if you should watch the show or take a big old dump on it. The first show is The Crown by Netflix. The Crown portrays the life of Queen Elizabeth II from her wedding in 1947 to Philip Duke of Edinburgh until the early 21st century. The first season depicts events up to 1955 with Winston Churchill resigning as Prime Minister and the Queen's sister, Princess Margaret, deciding not to marry Pete Townsend. The second season covers the Suez Crisis in 1956, leading to the retirement of Prime Minister Anthony Eden. The retirement of Prime Minister Harold Macmillan in 1963 followed the scandal of the Profumo Affair and the birth of Prince Edward in 1964. The third season covers 1964 to 1967, beginning with Harold Wilson's election as Prime Minister and ending with Elizabeth's Silver Jubilee, also covering Edward Heath's time as Prime Minister. Camilla Shand is also introduced. The fourth season is set during Margaret Thatcher's period as Prime Minister from 1979 to 1990 and also focuses on Lady Diana. So, geez Louise, down on my knees, this is a terribly boring show about the inner workings, the office politics, a lot of water cooler talk, Doug Jordan, and... The queen is basically the funniest one because she's old throughout this whole thing. She's always been as old as she is now, basically. And she is just gobbling down crumpets and sucking down tea and complaining about the crumpets and complaining about the tea. And then beautiful, buzzy Lady Diana comes in and she's freaking making waves and the queen doesn't like it. Kind of like that movie with a freaking where the the devil wears Prada and Diana is being bossed around by the queen, the evil stepmother. And she's Louise down on my knees. She knows that if she could only freaking get Prince Charming to kiss her on her lips. Yep. You guessed it. Her princess days would be over and she'd be the queen herself. Um, yeah, yeah, this show is freaking boring. Um, yeah, this is, this, this show is actually this is actually this show is actually a big freaking stinky piece of shit. um I don't even know if we need to keep going with the freaking sex this I mean this is not the obvious freaking loser this is well let's a bunch of, bunch of freaking British people are we naming a winner at the end of this the, yes the segment? I would like yeah we always do yeah I got confused by the riddle it's not a riddle it's a it's a it's the copy I don't know yeah it did it did rhyme multiple times again though yeah 
It sounded good. The Queen's Gambit, also by Netflix. The Queen's Gambit follows the life of an orphan chess prodigy, Elizabeth Harmon, during her quest to become an elite chess player while struggling with emotional problems, drugs, and alcohol dependency. The story begins in Lexington, Kentucky, in the mid-50s and proceeds to into the 1960s. After losing her mother in a car crash, eight-year-old Beth Harmon is taken to an orphanage where she is taught to play chess by the building's custodian, Mr. Shybell. The orphanage dispenses daily tranquilizer pills to the girls, which turns into an addiction for Beth. A few years later, Beth is adopted by Alma Wheatley and her husband. Beth enters a chess tournament and wins despite having no prior experience in competitive chess. She develops friendships with several people, including former Kentucky State champion since Airy Harry Beltic, uh, United States National Champion Benny Watts, and journalist and fellow player D.L. Towns, D.L. Hughley it should be, as Beth rises to the top of the chess world and reaps the financial benefits of her success, her drug and alcohol dependency becomes worse. Sandy, tell us a little bit about this one. Uh, yeah, uh, with Reed Blender. Um, first of all, uh, this is this is a freaking show where uh, basically there's a freaking janitor uh, who is addicted to freaking tranquilizers uh, who teaches a freaking orphan how to freaking play freaking chess. Uh, obviously, uh, at one point she re- she she has to she realizes she has to freaking um, well freaking don't want to spoil it have to freaking destroy the freaking custodian because he is destroying his own life with all the freaking tranquilizers that he that he eats. Um, and this is a freaking hilarious um, freaking show. It, it does get a little freaking boring when they get to the freaking playing chess. Because um, when you're watching these, these like there are freaking 20 minute, 30 minute scenes in this freaking show where they're just sitting there freaking playing chess, not saying a freaking word. Uh, and it's some of the most freaking boring freaking uh, thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's um, all shot from the top down too. So yeah. you just see the pieces. You don't even see the characters. You just they and then they hit the clock. They move the player. They hit the clock. It's yeah. like 30 minutes of that. Yeah, it's a, it's one of the most boring freaking television programs um, in the freaking history. Uh, and and it was a huge freaking mistake to not reach out to freaking D.L. Hughley and see if he wanted to freaking take part. Um, uh, obviously, that would have freaking brought this project up from a freaking zero to a freaking ten. Um, and we and Warriors know, obviously, I'm a huge freaking Hughley fan, um, which I know freaking Taylor and freaking Doug Jordan are all our fellow freaking Hughley fanatics. Um, and, and it's been a long time since we've seen him on the freaking screen. And um, and I'd love to get him. I'd love to freaking spend a little freaking time with freaking DL. Yeah, if anybody has any political pull out there, maybe they could get D.L. Hughley back into a show of some sort. The Hughleys was a pretty good show, if I remember correctly. A pretty good show, and it was my favorite show. So I don't know. Doug Jordan, say something nice about the man. I mean, everybody loved uh, D.L. Hughley. Yeah. Uh, all of his, his work. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I mean, if I can freaking harken back a few years to when when freaking Home Improvement was going off the air, I said, I thought, well, great, this is what am I going to freaking watch? And then boom, like a freaking beacon of freaking hope, here it is, freaking a trailer for the freaking Hughleys, uh, starring freaking D.L. Hughley and um, his whole freaking family. And um, and I thought, and I said, okay, now we're freaking getting somewhere. Yeah. Now we got freaking TV back on track. Please don't freaking interrupt me. Um, and then. And then that, I believe, if I freaking remember correctly, that ran for about twelve or thirteen freaking seasons. Um, and then, and then, and yeah, now we're back to freaking this boring. 
Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give a rating. So had DL joined the cast of The Crown, which is about a queen as well, or The Queen's Gambit, also about the queen. They're both shows about the queen, which is what they're doing too many queen shows lately about Queen Elizabeth. And the band queen. If I got to see the queen and the band queen, that's a good point, Doug Jordan. If I got to choose one, I'm going to go with the crown. Because at least they're not playing chess. You, the crumpet scenes are absolutely hilarious. Where she's, who actually Same reminds crumpets. me, yeah, she's just covered in crumpet crumbs. Yeah, um, Rump, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and Queen's. Can you believe some shot up? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give her a freaking rating too. Um, Queen's Gambit, um, unfortunately, gets a freaking zero. Um, if it were to have freaking DL Hughley, bump it up to a freaking ten. Um, and the uh, crown gets freaking two big fat freaking thumbs down from me. Worst thing I've ever seen. I haven't even freaking seen it. Um, both incredibly freaking boring freaking television shows, though. Yeah. Really horrendous stuff. Now, Doug Jordan, your vote? Yeah, I'm going to vote for the Queen's freaking gambit. Uh, though I haven't seen it, but I, I just like the idea of a show with D.L. Hughley in it. Uh, so um, that's going to get my vote. Yeah, you know what? Now that yeah. I know that D.L. Hughley's in it, I'm going to go ahead and give Queen's Gambit my vote, too. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and freaking piggyback on what you guys are doing. Um, it is great that freaking Hughley is back, um, back where he freaking belongs, if I'm being freaking honest with you. And um, and I want to go ahead and freaking put my full freaking support behind freaking the Queen's Gambit, trying freaking DL freaking Hughley. He's freaking back. Yeah, that's the first one we've ever had a unanimous decision. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. We got a couple more things to get to. First of all, Cedric the Entertainer, absolutely freaking hilarious, robust, beautiful, and he is an entertainer, perfect per- person to hire for this type of job. He promised this year's broadcast would be a little different, though. And how did he do that? By skipping his opening monologue, and instead he opened with a musical number, a song, a riff on the song, Just a Friend by Biz Marquis, who died this past July, called TV, You Got What I Need. Now, Sandy Fargus mentioned another show that won, one of the big winners. Uh, yeah, um, I would, I think that, um, uh, I believe freaking Dunkirk was freaking up for something. Um, well, I, I don't remember from, from which one of his freaking vehicles this year was, um, but I believe, I believe freaking Dun- Dunkirk had, um, uh, had walked away with a couple of freaking awards again this year. Um, yeah, I think he might have been in that show, Ted Lasso, which is about a bunch of, is because it takes place in soccer. I, I mean, Britain. And they play a game called soccer, but it's really football. Starring Jason Sudeikis, Juna Temple, Jeremy Swift, and Phil Dunster as Jamie Tart. Yeah, forgot about Ring and Tat Lasso. Um, that is also, I mean, th- how many freaking shows do we need with freaking British people and, uh, and having and people with freaking British voices? Um, apparently, that's what people want these days. I, I freaking hate it, and I freaking hate Ted Lasso, but... With that being said, freaking Phil Dunster is a freaking hilarious freaking character. Um, James Hart. Yeah, he's, well, no, his name, the character's name is freaking Phil Dunster, and he lives in a dumpster. Um, and he, but he runs a little freaking tavern out of it. It's called Dunster's Dumpster. And, um, and there's a little freaking sliding door. Um, he passes freaking, uh, bottles of freaking booze through it. And, um, yeah, it's my favorite freaking part of freaking Ted Lasso. A show other than that, I freaking absolutely freaking hate. And the last show, the big winner, the final big winner, was Mayor of Easttown, about the mayor of a town that is east of the town that it once was, about the mayor of Easttown, which is east of Philadelphia. 
And she is played by Kate Winslet, and her name is also Mayor. And she's a mayor, probably why she thought to get the job to go for it. Also starring Gene Smart, who is honestly plays a really, really dumb person in this one. Gene Smart yeah. is it was a kind of a you know interesting casting choice because Gene Smart is actually playing the dumbest character in the whole movie. Basically, can't yeah. even take care of the, himself. The dumbest person in in all of Regan East Town. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought that I agree. I thought that was a very freaking interesting, freaking creative decision uh, to have to cast for the freaking dumbest character in the entire show. They picked someone with the name freaking Gene Smart. And I thought when I first read that, I thought, I thought, wow, this is now this is actually that's actually a pretty decent freaking creative freaking decision. And then they had as well James McArdle as Deacon Mark Burton and Neil Huff as Father Dan Hastings. And these two are hilarious together. They hate each other. They have a feud. But they can't get enough of each other once they start drinking. Yeah, it's classic deacon versus father humor in this one, where yeah. the, where the deacon and, and the father are always just freaking getting drunk, and they're always freaking yelling at each other. And sometimes they even freaking throw the the body of Christ at each other and the freaking blood of Christ, and it's freaking hilarious. I mean, I guess I don't remember that part, but yeah, that... I don't remember that happening, but. Yeah, probably because we didn't actually see that. Doug Jordan, did you see this? No, I thought that was that. I just made it up. Oh, so that I might not that was be a segment. Oh, that is a segment. Well, geez, Louise, down on my knees. The Emmys, always a blessed affair, always a wonderful time, and we illuminated that so well on this show. If you did not see it, now you have seen it in your mind's eye, and it was great. Weakers, tweakers, thrill the freak and seekers has been another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our weekend review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot for you. Stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week. seen any of the movies that you that we've done sight unseen for seen freaking star wars yeah i've seen all of them starring yoda the freaking green dog little freaking magic um little magic freaking wizard